Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Leviticus 19 through 21. As a part of retreats over the years or events, one game I've enjoyed playing or watching more accurately other people play is the newlywed game where you get a couple or sometimes I've done this in the college ministry with friends or a student with their leader and you want to see how well they're going to answer the same question. And one time some of the questions that come up is if you had to describe this person in one word what would it be? Well, let's apply that particular question to God today. If you had to describe God in one word, what would it be? Now, to be fair, I think you could make a case for multiple words here, but I would probably choose the word holy. God is holy. I think there's ways even you see it in scripture, this term seems to, to rise above, I think most notably of Isaiah 6, where it is used in this triplicate form, holy, holy, holy. And here God says, I, the Lord, your God am holy. Now we see other words used very prevalently in scripture. So I'm, this isn't a hill I'm about to die on that this is the word, but I'm just saying if I, if you had to make a choice, if I had to make a choice right now, that's the word that I would choose. God is holy. He is set apart. He is uh, special in the most exalted way. And he as a part of that being set apart. He is totally and completely set apart from sin. And now, one thing I want you to see very clearly in the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, all in agreement. If you are one of God's people, guess what God is calling you to be? Holy. God is calling you to be holy. And let's just consider how our passage begins today in Leviticus 19. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to all the congregation of the people of Israel and say to them, you shall be holy for I, the Lord, your God am holy. He says that to the people of Israel, and then if you just though look, and this is a passage we've already referenced going through uh, the book of Leviticus, 1 Peter chapter 1, and starting in verse 14, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, since it is written you shall be holy for I am holy. Now, we've already even seen that phrase used in Leviticus, but here you see it used in a very central way uh, to the book here in the beginning of Leviticus 19. So, as you read today, what I want you to focus on is God is holy and he is calling you to be holy. And that's where I think we'll be helped by the rest of our reading. And we should, I think, be looking for principles to apply, principles of holiness to apply to our lives. And that's where we do need to think somewhat then, always, now. And just to kind of set some broad parameters, I would say then God wanted his people to be holy. And these are some specific 
expressions through the Mosaic covenant for the nation of Israel. Because even here, you see uh, some things that actually tell you the consequences that are supposed to happen. And that shows us these are, to some extent, statutes and laws for the nation and the people of Israel. That, that's a unique thing about then that I don't think we can just copy and paste all this and say, well, this is what every Christian should be thinking today uh, because well, we're not a nation in the sense that Israel was. But if we get to the always, kind of just at the broadest level, guess what? God always wants his people to be holy. So that needs to be in our heads. And now God wants you to be holy. And that's why I think as we look at these things, we are going to see some specific ways that God would want you to be holy. For instance, there are clear principles of justice in this passage that believers should seek to be set apart and holy by people who live lives described by justice and doing what is right. Uh, You see some of this just even when it talks about um, things that you're not supposed to trick people, the the weights that you use. Verse 35 of verse 19, you shall do no wrong in judgment in measures of length or weight or quantity. You shall have just balances, just weights, a just ephah and a just hin. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. So there you see, you know, you're supposed to be just. You're not supposed to be tricking people. Verse 13, you shall not oppress your neighbor or rob him. Verse 11, you shall not steal. You shall not deal falsely. And notice the repetitive nature, even there in the beginning of chapter 19, how it comes back to, I am the Lord. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. Because he is the Lord, because he is holy, he expects his people to reflect that. And one way he expects that is that we would do justly, that we would treat people fairly, that we would be people of integrity. Are you uh, being just? Are you being just in your business? Are you being just in in how you handle your word with other people? Uh, There's also principles we see here of generosity. I mean, the first thing he kind of gets to starting in verse nine in kind of a, a newer section here, you shall not reap or when you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap right up to the edge. Basically, leave some there for people that might need it. You shall leave them for the poor and for the sojourner. I am the Lord, your God. Or later we see, you shall not hate your brother in your heart, but you shall reason frankly with your neighbor, lest you incur sin because of him. And then in verse 33, it talks about how to deal with strangers. Like You shall treat the stranger who sojourns with you as the native among you, and you shall love him as yourself, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. So they were to be just people. They were to be generous people. And we should say that that's still a part of being a holy person. Uh, and, and we see these principles, I think, clearly established in the New Testament, where God expects his people to be just, God expects his people to be generous. There's also, as we, especially as we get into chapter 20, we see that holiness will show itself in purity. One thing we see clearly is God wants his people to have no part in this practice 
of child sacrifice. No part in that. They are to be set apart from this very worldly practice. And even they are to put someone to death if they engage in this. Then we get back to laws of sexual immorality. And a lot of this actually is very reminiscent to me in chapter 20 of chapter 18, even how it ends. In verse 22, you shall therefore keep all my statutes and all my rules and do them that the land where I am bringing you to live may not vomit you out. And you shall walk in the customs of the nation that I am driving out before you, for they did all these things, therefore I detested them. But I have said to you, you shall inherit their land. I will give it to you to possess a land flowing with milk and honey. And then he goes on to describe more of that. But you see, you're not supposed to be like these people. And that's coming right after this section on sexual morality and sexual purity. So God's people should be just. God's people should be generous. God's people should be pure, uh, pure with regard to sexual morality, pure with regard to other practices that just dishonor God in the world. Look at verse 26 in chapter 20. You shall be holy to me, for I, the Lord, am holy and have separated you from the peoples that you should be mine. And that's something, if you're a Christian, that's true of you. God has separated you from the peoples that you should be his. Therefore, he is calling you to be holy. God wants you to be holy. Even one other interesting thing there in this section, back in chapter 19, verse 32, you shall stand up before the gray head and honor the face of an old man, and you shall fear the Lord your God. I am the Lord. Even just in the respect that we show to others. Look out at the world. It is such a disrespectful place. Christians should be different from that. And here it even shows itself in showing respect to the gray head. It says, honoring the face of the old man. Christians should be set apart in all of these things. Chapter 21 is interesting. And if you want to kind of take one principle from that, I think it is that we as Christians are called to a higher standard. Here, this is talking about the priest, and it's showing some ways that the priests were even held to a higher standard than the people. And I just think, as we've referenced a few times in Leviticus, of how we would hold to a doctrine referring to the priesthood of all believers. And so, we are all priests to God. And I think just a general principle is God is calling all of us as Christians to a higher standard. And that's where I wouldn't get into the particulars and say, okay, you can't, you can only touch a dead body as a Christian if it's one of your close relatives like this, or even the, the requirements oh, as a priest, you need to marry a virgin. You, you can't even marry a, a widow, someone whose husband has died. I don't think there's any teaching in the Bible that would lead, yeah, that applies to every Christian or even every pastor or or things like that today. But I think if you look at it, just that principle, the priests are called to a higher standard. And that's where another thought that I want to come back to in Leviticus is a bad question to ask as a Christian is, well, how close to the line can I get? No, the question you want to ask as a Christian is how far away from the line can I get? How hard can I run after God and his holiness? Because he is the Lord, he is holy, and he desires his people, not more than desires, he commands his people to be holy. 
I hope you're seeing how Leviticus is not irrelevant. I hope Leviticus is actually fanning the flames of desire in your heart to pursue God and to pursue holiness. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.